Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boss Your Business. And I would say today we're going to have a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, and a little bit a different business than we had in the past. So I'm really excited today to have Kathy on today. Kathy, you are a health and wellness advocate, the founder of Kathy's Crawl Compostus. So guys, you already get a little bit an idea of what kind of business we are talking about today. And Kathy's Crowders and Kathy's Laughter Club. You are a multi-award winning environmental innovator who knows who uses workshops and inspirational speaking to motivate people to live a more sustainable life. You are also a certified laughter yoga teacher, appointing appointed laughter ambassador in 2017. And by the way, I do love your laugh. That is going to be a fun episode for me today with my German language and the English. <laughs> you guys bear with me. And you are also an avid cyclist and gardener. Welcome, Kathy, to the show today. I'm excited to have you, even though it might cause me some tongue twisters. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say to squirm. <laughs> that too. It's the, the whole laughter and everything. It's once in a while, my tongue still even, I'm like, I've been in the States now and speaking full-time English since 20, 2007. There is still some of the things where I'm like, how blah, how blah, how blah. Okay, let's try <laughs> this over again. So let's see how I'm going to do today with all the laughter going on. Kathy, we already hinted on what your business is. And before we dive deeper into what you do nowadays, I would love to hear how did you get here? What did past Kathy go through to get to 2023? Love it. Thank you. It's perfect. I'm located in Canada, just north of Toronto, largest city in Canada. And in 2002, our landfill closed. And although Canada is a pretty large country, second largest in the world, we couldn't find a place to site a new landfill. And we started to export our garbage to the United States. A thousand trucks a week. Wow. Holy. I know it's, it hurts my heart every time I say that. And I've said it a lot <laughs> in 20 years and I had a solution. So this is what I'm proposing is indoor composting with worms. So I don't want to talk about the heavy part about how ridiculous governments are and the stupid decisions that they make because they do. They don't they're, they're only thinking about 3 to 4 years. They're not long-term thinkers. So anyway, that's another episode. <laughs> but for this I had a solution and I had a hopeful solution, a a way to manage food scraps and paper. So back to Toronto, 6 million people in the greater Toronto area half live in condos, townhouses, without mm -hmm. space to do outdoor composting. And even everyone that lives in a house doesn't compost, by the way. <laughs> um, but whatever, <laughs> no judgment, <laughs> a little bit. So this was a solution for the people that live in condos. This was indoor composting with worms. And the worms are in a container, so not worrying, they're not free range. <laughs> right, they're in a like a Rubbermaid container. It's your food scraps, your paper, they eat it all. Their poop is the uh, fertilizer. We use that in our gardens. So there's a whole like infinity sign. It's really a huge mission <laughs> that I'm on. And I thought, oh my gosh, everybody needs worms. And I set forth. 
I was a secretary before that, then a social worker for 20 years. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious about that. Were you always in into worms or what's your background? How did you get to worms? Yeah, it's it. The universe is a fascinating place, Yvonne. I know you've heard stories. I never would have chose this business. It's really a ridiculous business model. <laughs> like it's hopeful. It's a great solution, but nobody wants worms. Who wants worms in the house? Not very many people. So I was a secretary for 20 years, getting my psych degree. It took me 15 years. I went at night. I just, I love learning. Uh, it wasn't for the mm -hmm. paper. It was because I like learning. In 2000, I got my psych degree. I got a job at a group home working with challenged adults. And oh my gosh, I, I was, I loved it. And let me go back before I was, I'm from Toronto, but I live in a small town now. And when I bought my house in 93, a teacher friend, uh, as an avid gardener and composter, a teacher mm -hmm. friend asked me to look after her worm bin. Yvonne, I'd never heard of this. I didn't want worms in my house. I'm like, I heard of doggy sitting or just house sitting and taking care of the cat. But they ask you to take care of their worms. Yes, she was a teacher and she was going away for the summer. So she wanted so she needed someone to care for her worms for the summer. So I yes, my grandparents compost and all the things. I'm one of the bad ones. Um so pretty much what that means is feeding them because by the if she's gone for the summer, that time frame is too long. They would have worked through all of the the biomaterial and they wouldn't have any food. That's it. Got it. So I'm guessing that was like the first time you were exposed to warm sitting. That was my first time. And like when we do anything new, it's weird. But I was like, as an avid gardener and composter, I knew the value, but I didn't really want to do it. And I also come from a school that we should do things for ourselves. Like everyone's yeah. going to tell you, oh, don't do it, blah, blah, blah. You won't like That's that. Their okay. fears. Yeah, it stop it. If, if it Shut aligns up, with everybody. me. <laughs> Support right? me or quiet. walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to try things for ourselves, right? And see, mm -hmm. maybe it is for me. And look at that. If I didn't try it, if I said, oh, I don't want worms on my house and let the fear overcome, I never would have had this cool life right so i did that worm thing and really fascinating it was a disaster it was i had fruit flies i would throw the food in i was like open up the thing but i had to keep them alive for my friend the fruit flies don't cause any problem for people they just bug us right mm -hmm. they're bugs we call them bugs <laughs> so they're just doing their job but they don't carry any disease they just they're decomposers they're okay just to get that out of the way. So I had a house full of fruit flies. And at the end of the summer, I separated the worms and the compost. I had big gloves. I was, it was, ugh, I was like, ugh, I'm never doing this again. Ugh, I'll just buy the worm. <laughs> Audience, you already know what kind of business she is running now. <laughs> I would recommend, don't say never. You might actually in the future do it again as Kathy is living proof of this. Okay, so that was 93. Then 2000, I got my psych degree, got a job at the group home. They didn't compost. They had 10 homes and a farm. And they didn't compost. They already have a farm. So they are already doing something, but they don't have a compost? They don't compost. They put it all out to the curb, like the garbage truck. And I was like, so I questioned them. I said, why don't you compost? And they said, oh, we don't need the fertilizer because we have cows. 
what, what are the, don't bring the cows into this. <laughs> and it was the first time that I realized people don't connect what they're doing. Here they are creating all of this food waste and then they're paying all of this money to get rid of it. When they could, so I said, if you don't need the fertilizer, you could sell it first of all, but you could just spread it on your ground. It, it's not toxic. You're going to save money. You're going to give your clients something to do because you have this work program anyway, a vocational program at the farm. <laughs> okay, so there we go. I proposed that. And the greenhouse manager said, why don't, what about worm composting? Mm, there it is again, right? The universe putting another <laughs> in my place. And have you ever done something, Yvonne, where you were like so excited about it, but then it didn't really work out? And you're like, I'm not going to do that. Uh-huh. And, but then somebody says, hey, Yvonne, hey, Yvonne, why don't we do that thing? It comes back around and it comes right? back around and it comes and you back get that around. feeling, right? You're like, oh, last time I, that's what happened. I got that pit of, feeling in the pit of my stomach. Oh, no. But then I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is an institution. They're not getting worms tomorrow. <laughs> so I did I love, research. I love, I love how you brought the whole corporate thinking into that. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. We can say yes, because I know they're not going to show up with worms tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> how I love that right now. <laughs> Right, uh, they have to have meetings, find the money, blah, do, do, da, 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 da. It's gonna. So I was like, to be okay, five times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm an action person, and anyone listening, if you want to have a business, you got to take action. Mm -hmm. Like you can have all the ideas you want, if you don't act on them, they're just wishes, <laughs> right? So I came home, I did research about worms, and because I was introduced already, I knew about them. This was my second introduction. I discovered the magic of these worms. They eat half their weight per day in food scraps. So a pound, you would have, say, a pound of worms, half a pound of food scraps per day, three to four pounds per week. They have five hearts each, 800 to 1,000 worms in a pound. That's four to 5,000 hearts in a pound of worms. Wow. They convert what we call garbage into black gold for nutrient-rich fertilizer so we can grow more nutrient-rich food so we can be healthier people and not take as many medications and be healthier and happier mm -hmm. and wow I was like wow everybody needs worms and that's how I started my business I didn't realize <laughs> that people don't buy what they need they buy what they want yeah I think that's one of the biggest lessons every business owner has to learn if they haven't yet, where it's like a lot of us entrepreneurs that start a business, we are solution oriented. We already know the problem. We already, and it's like, here's your solution, but people don't buy solution. No, people don't buy solution. People buy take away my pain. It's a different language. It's a different thinking, which can be quite a struggle. So how did you package Everybody needs worms in their home into, yes, I'm actually going to put a worm farm into my one bedroom apartment. <laughs> I would exhibit. I had a table wherever I could, farmers markets, trade shows, whatever, anything, all kinds of markets, wherever I could have a table, educating people. And then I, I have a psych degree, so I'm fascinated by people. People were saying, ooh, worms in the house. And, and then I was like, wow, how am I going to do this? How This is hard. Like, what is happening? And then I thought, oh, why don't I start doing school workshops? So I started to educate. I, I needed to create the market. 
that's what happened. I needed to create the need for what I had. I really needed to create the the want, actually. And I, and I love how you brought up educating the market, which is pretty much marketing, which is what I'm doing on YouTube and all the things. So it applies to every single business. But I also love how you went school workshops, because in my head is... I'm not going after the adult that already have the perception of, ooh, worms are weird, doing school workshops with kids that, first of all, always love worms. Let's be honest. There is an age frame where they are so excited and so fascinated with worms, no matter how disgusting they might be, because there are some weird worms out there. Get them excited, educate them, and let them do the job with their parents. Is that what happened, or am I just imagining things? That's what I thought. I was like, okay, why would I go after the adults? They already, they've already said, ooh, they've already said no. They already made up their mind. They've already made up their mind, and so that's going to be really hard to try and change them. So let me educate the kids. And then I thought, now I need just need to wait twenty years till they have buying power. Yuppie, I made it. Can you imagine? I, I would say that. I don't know if that's necessarily a feasible business plan, though, because you need to pay bills now, do. Well, I was paid. I'm well compensated for my workshops. I'm Perfect. well compensated for bringing the knowledge because it is knowledge. And it's if, if we don't know about it, one of my favorite expressions is without awareness, action is impossible. And I came up with that, and it has to do with anything, but I came up with that mm-hmm. about my business, because if you don't know you can have worms in the house, then you're not calling me. <laughs> That's bad for business. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so workshops, and then I just add, like entrepreneurs, you have and flow, and you add things. You're like, oh, what else can I add? And you add on and add on. So I've got a whole whack of things that you know, people that are sustainable. And my three strands are the worms, education and worms and actually worms. (laughs) Sprouts, grow your own. I have a sprout grower and I met the man that sold that sprout grower. My very first event that I was exhibiting at 2002. So I've been eating sprouts for the same amount of time that I've been selling worms. And I've only been selling the sprouter since 2012, but a user since 2002. And sprouts are like another beautiful magic mm-hmm. thing that are low cost. People can grow their own. They're instant farmers. Like we want instant gratification. Who has time for a garden? You can grow sprouts though. <laughs> I don't know. Mean- or has room for a garden. I'm like, you easily can uh, grow sprouts on your kitchen counter. Exactly. And then the laughter. So the laughter came about because in in 2012, although I'd heard it a lot of times, I wasn't paying attention, they say, in business, to pay attention to your clients, listen to what they're saying and what do they want. <laughs> I wasn't. I was like, no, you need this. <laughs> it's important. Come on. So I was really probably pushing them away with my urgent energy because I just felt it. I was like, this is a solution. We need this. I knew, like you said, we, entrepreneurs have solution, but that's not what people buy. They, yep. they want, buy stuff to get out of pain. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, drugs and alcohol. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, um, I'm yeah. like, I'm in there with you. It's like, especially living in the States, coming from Germany. And so much is being done to just take care of the result of an issue, a.k.a. meds, 
rather than diving into the reason for that manifestation. I'm there with you. All right. Thank you. So 2012, one more person said, ooh, worms in the house. And for some reason, that one got in <laughs> and I felt it. Oh, my gosh. I questioned everything. I was like, oh, wow, 10 years. What's happening here? I don't know what's going on. How am I going to do this? This is so hard. Why don't I just get a job? Who would have me? Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Entrepreneurs are not employable. <laughs> if they've been in it too long there. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, the employee mentality is being bred out. And now it's like you. I think I we're really survivors. That. I think that's how I would talk about entrepreneurs for the most part we're bootstrapping it and we're like making I, things happen and, yeah and we pivot. make things happen so we do make how did you pivot so you finally were able to receive that ooh worms in the house yeah you were able to receive that you are an entrepreneur so you did something what did you do uh, yeah the very next day I was introduced to laughter yoga and laughter yoga saved my worm business and changed my life. And now it's something that I do too. And oh yeah, how did laughter yoga save your business? Because when people said, ooh, worms in your house, I took it personal and empathic. So I was just like, oh, they're saying, ooh, maybe I took it like, oh, ooh, it's about me or just whatever. It's my baby, right? The worms are my baby. So it was personal. What laughter allowed me to do was become more present when we're laughing. Laughter is the best medicine. So we're fully present. It's we're right. We're flooded with the love drugs. So it, it opens creativity and it allowed me to not take personal the things that people were saying. Like it, it's a beautiful gift for entrepreneurs to laugh rather than bottle things up and get stressed or anybody because it's a really mm -hmm. stressful time. It's a really like extraordinarily stressful even though all these tools are here we can't employ the tools when we're stressed because we're in stress we have to get out of stress and it's being a in stress killer. we are less creative i'm like i feel it with my youtube channel it's i cannot be in a even in a positive stress situation where it's like we're getting stuff done we're in a big launch or whatever I am not creative in a sense of coming up with new ideas, coming up with new videos when I'm in stress mode, when I'm nice and balanced. I have my coffee in the morning. I got to do my workout and all the things. And I'm just like content. Mm. That's when the magic is happening, when I can just be me and not worrying about all the things or what other people think or do or say or all this stuff. So really being able to find that space and it sounds like that's what laugh yoga did for you yes it's a magic place to be at it's so beautiful like laughter is the best medicine and my next question is it wasn't a question <laughs> have you had your daily dose dopamine oxytocin serotonin and endorphins like truly the happy hormones versus mm -hmm. cortisol and adrenaline when we're stressed we're in charge of our own pharma. And yeah. I think the most important reason, all secreting the love drugs is so beautiful because like for me, I float around each day, I'm awash in these. I just feel good. I feel peaceful. Mm -hmm. And it's and I just feel different than I did before. And I didn't know before because when you're in the stress, you're in it. We're in a perpetual state of stress today. So we don't oh, yeah. know what it's like to not be that. And I can just let your viewers or your listeners know it's just such a peaceful and it's our birthright 
to feel mm-hmm. joyful and creative and connected, not depressed and sad and disconnected. And it, it can take a little bit. It's been a journey for me coming out of having been in fight or flight for ages, yeah. way too long. Balancing more hormones back out, getting into a level where my body is not fighting me because my body just thinks, okay, we need to fight somebody here in just a minute. Getting out of that and really getting back into happy hormones, balancing my hormone household and all the things makes all the difference. Is stress going to happen? Yeah, we have our own business. Stuff is going to (laughs) happen. But finding that general balance, I realize, especially working with my energy coach as of late, I realize how faster I bounce back, how faster I don't think take things personal. If somebody says, oh, this video is shit. Yeah, that's your perception. Cool. If somebody says, this is what I want, yeah, that doesn't align with me. So you need to find somebody else. It is easier Mm. to deal with outside influences that might not align with what we expected them to be and just be okay with what it is. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's just so much more fun. And with that, you are helping people have more fun you told me in the intake form you do zoom after tuesdays tell my audience about it and where can they find that yes might be a little early in california but there's early people it's 9 30 a.m eastern 30 30 minutes of super fun self-care as a laughter yoga teacher i incorporate tapping brain gym qigong other healing modalities i truly want people to get out of stress and into joy and so this is just, and, and of course we do laughter yoga too, <laughs> which laughter is, laughter yoga is simply, it's not doing yoga and laughing. It's laughing for the health of it. Deep diaphragmatic breathing and the practice. And I would like to just comment on what you said about it, it might be take a while. It took a while for, for us to get here. If you have a chronic illness, if you're inflamed, if you're always sick, if you always have digestive issues, take a look. Pain is not normal. If you're, if there's something askew in your body and you're not feeling right, take time to notice because we only have one, one beautiful health, like one life, one body. We can't eat our money. And if our body is saying something is wrong, then dig deeper. Where is it coming from? What's happening? And I am so happy you help people do that. And with that, guys, as always, all of Kathy's links are going to be in the description down below, wherever you're watching, listening, or reading this episode. We got the links ready for you. Go join one of her Zoom Laughter Tuesdays. Kathy, thanks so much for joining me. And thanks so much for putting the worms out there. <laughs> oh, I loved it, Yvonne. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Join me any Tuesday. Thanks, everybody. See you in the next episode.